0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth ThinkNow Research podcast. This is our monthly podcast in which we go over our most recent report. ThinkNow Research is a culturally integrated market research agency. We integrate Hispanic, African-American, and Asian insights into custom market research for companies and government agencies looking to thrive in a changing demographic environment. You can find us on the web at thinknowresearch.com and on Twitter at ThinkNowTweets. My name is Mario Carrasco, I'm Managing Partner of Think Now Research.
1: Uh, Roy Eduardo Kokoyachuk, also a partner here at Think Now Research.
0: And this month we'll be going over our report on virtual reality. This is the first time we look specifically at this emerging technology and how perceptions of virtual reality products differ among Hispanic, African-American, Asian, and white consumers. This podcast will focus on African-American consumers versus the total market. If you're interested in detailed virtual reality data on other cohorts, you can download our free report by visiting thinknowresearch.com and clicking on our download section.
1: Right. So if you'd like to follow along with us as we look at this report, uh, you may want to pause the podcast now and go to our website under the download section, find the virtual reality report, and you will be able to download the very same copy that we're looking at now. Okay, so we are now going to start on page three of the report just a really quickly uh, overview of uh, what the sample uh, that we're going to be looking at consisted of. So report that we're looking at had a base size of um, not written here exactly but uh, it was over a thousand consumers nationally broken out into groups of roughly 250 African Americans, whites and Asians and about uh, just over 600 Hispanics. Uh, we're going to be looking at the groups individually and comparing and contrasting them to each other. Uh, if there are some slides that say total market numbers, uh, what we've done there is we've weighted each group to their proportion within the national sample and uh, in order to derive a total market, um you know nationally representative number
0: so if you're following along we jumped uh forward to slide 7 that's the first slide with data on it um and here we're looking at uh purchase interest in virtual reality products so we asked how interested would you be in buying a virtual reality product um and we're looking at top two box which is uh, very interested and uh, very somewhat interested um so, you know, things that jump out here um by a pretty significant margin African Americans uh noting that they're um very, very interested 35%. Any other interesting things that you saw?
1: Yeah, uh, so um one of the uh surprising findings on this slide is the uh, lower proportion that you see among uh non-Hispanic whites. Um and as you'll see in some of the other slides, there's a, 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 there's a reason for that. And uh, I won't give it away just yet, but there, there, there's a, a, actually a reason why it's lowest among non Hispanic whites. Uh, a couple of things to note on the slide uh, the letters, uh, that B that you see, it's basically stating that the 54% is statistically significant, uh, statistically significantly higher than the 44%, which is uh, row B at a 95% confidence level. So when you have base sizes of, of this size, roughly, um, you need a difference of about uh, 6 percentage points to, in order to be able to say that this is a significant difference. So, so you'll be seeing letters like that across uh, the report. Also, the 48% for total market, again, that was derived by uh, weighting the base sizes to their uh, proportion within the U.S. population
0: in order to get you're forty eight percent. Yeah one one of the things that jumped out for me here too is that um, you know typically there's there's always talk about Hispanics being adopting technology right and you you always expect them to be um, adopting this technology at a higher rate but African Americans bucking that trend for virtual reality is pretty interesting and that's something we see throughout the questions too right something that's not surprising
1: for me is Asians. Uh, Asians have proven to be pretty quick at adopting new technology. So I was not surprised at all to see that Asians were,
0: um, you know, among the highest. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess that's, that's one thing I didn't point out. Right. So when I mentioned the 35% of African-American, that was actually top box. Um, if we look at um, top two box, Asians are actually in the lead at 56% saying that they're interested in in uh, purchasing a virtual reality product where you see African Americans jump to the top as if we just look at the very interested, but overall they're at 51%. And so next slide, slide eight. Here we looked at that same purchase interest question, um, but we broke it out by both ethnicity and uh, and age groups. So um, the two age groups that we're looking at here, 18 to 34, and then 35 to 64, and then both of those are broken out by Hispanic, uh, non-Hispanic, white, African-American, and Asian. And as you would assume, the younger cohort across the board, there's, it's, it's significantly higher. I don't know if it's statistically significant, but it's si- significantly higher here.
1: Yeah, so in, in the younger cohorts, uh, the Hispanic, white, and African-Americans are all at a hovering between 61 and 63%. Asians jump to 67%. That is very, very close to statistical significance there for Asians. What's um, on this slide of interest is the the four bars to the right, the 35 to 64-year-olds. Non-Hispanic whites in that age category, 35%. And then African-Americans, 44%. Hispanics 47%, Asians 49%. So in, in the 35 to 64 age category, non-Hispanic whites are significantly lower. Now, uh, going back to statistical significance, when we, when we break out the ages this way, 18 to 34 and then 35 to 64, the, uh, 250 base size gets cut down. And so it's harder to show statistical significance, um, if we had a much larger base size, then you would very much likely see, you know, letters of statistical significance. But this is directionally very interesting in that the older white respondents really a lot less interested in virtual reality than, than any other, um, yeah, and, I, and I wonder
0: what's driving that I mean, because, you know, are is it that non-Hispanic whites are less interested Older non-Hispanics, white, are less interested or are just, you know, to the other minority groups, even though they're older, they're, they show more interest. I mean, that's more interesting than the young demographic, right? Because if we look at the young, the 18 to 34, it's pretty similar. Hispanics at 63%, whites at 61%, african americans 62 where we see the big spike, like you mentioned, 67%. Um, but in the older cohort... I mean that's a that's a significant drop. I mean I want, I wonder what it is about you know the Hispanic, African American, and Asian the older group why why they'd be more interested in in virtual reality because I I don't think I've we've seen this happen with any other technology usually the older cohorts kind of similar.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 curious and I'd be curious to hear what you know people out there in the, uh, blogosphere think about why this might be. It could be that, uh, older whites have had experience with other technologies, maybe, uh, 3d television when it came out and it didn't really fly or, you know, uh, earlier versions of virtual reality, which were kind of clunky and not particularly, um, you know, uh, engaging. So uh, it, it's possible that they that they're they have a reference point that the other groups perhaps don't necessarily. It's that's it's a possibility. Asians and uh, Hispanics. Um, there's a, a higher percentage of foreign born in those groups than than of course than in any of the other groups. So I, I think it has something to do with a reference point. I'm not sure yet what what the reference point is, what, what what they're comparing virtual reality to in their minds. That
0: that they're so, so much less interested. I mean, and you bring up something about foreign born. I mean, I wonder if there is something there, right? When you're foreign born, um, are you more likely to kind of want the new toys that are out there as opposed to non Hispanic white, who's kind of like, yeah, I've been there, done there, done that. Or is it that uh, when you're
1: foreign-born, this particular reality isn't a perfect fit for you, mm-hmm. and you're you're interested in in, in either escaping Connecting. it, or if you're foreign-born, you're more interested in other realities than your current one because you know, you're more, open you, to you, it. You
0: know more than one reality.
1: I mean, there's all kinds of... Right.
0: Uh, I, and and I, it makes me think, though, looking at it, Beyond, you know, why, beyond the question of what's driving this is that it this is, this is a real statistic and, you know, virtual reality products have been targeted towards the youth, um, but there may be a play there for, you know, the Samsungs, the Facebooks in the world, the people investing in virtual reality to look at the older minority cohorts, because you know, they're more likely to have the money to invest in this type of product. Um, and if they're looking for mainstream adoption, that might be an, an avenue as opposed to just focusing on the young, right? Agreed, yeah. And and the app, I mean, apps too. I mean, foreign-born, like if you're Asian or Hispanic, you know, travel back to your home country, it's like virtual reality. That's a, it's a cheaper way than a flight, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, once they...
1: Um um, once they perfect the ability to put on virtual reality goggles and actually be in the room with with your family, yeah. you know, in either the Philippines or Mexico or where have you, I think that's going to be uh, a really popular use. I mean, it'll make FaceTime, you know, seem like you know uh, the, the telegraph.
0: I mean, oh, that's yeah. That's why WhatsApp, Skype, all of these products are really gaining a lot of traction among minority groups in the U S that can communicate for free. I mean, this may be another,
1: yeah, my 70, Skype 2.0.
0: my 70 know. year old mother uses WhatsApp, um, to talk to people right. in Argentina. And so, uh, moving on to the next slide here, slide nine, uh, we looked at the same question, you know, how interested would you be in buying a virtual reality product, um, looking at top two box and, um, breaking it out by, by gender. So we have Hispanic, white, African-American, Asian males on the left, and then uh, females on the right. Um, Looking at it kind of on a high level, you see overall males uh, more likely to be interested in purchasing virtual reality products. However, not necessarily the case when we look at Asian. Um, If we look at Asian males, 57% are very or somewhat interested in purchasing a virtual reality product, and that's almost on par with uh, female Asians at at 55%. Right. The biggest drop is among
1: non-Hispanic whites. So um, non-Hispanic white males, 55% of them are interested, whereas... Uh, women, it's only thirty three percent, and that is by far the largest difference between the two groups. Uh, Hispanics, it's fifty nine percent versus forty nine percent, and African Americans, it's also pretty significant, which is sixty one percent versus forty three percent. So, so I would say that um, you know, there, non Hispanic white women, there's there's really not yeah. Uh, not a, a, a big interest in this product yet, uh, which which I find kind of surprising. Mm. Actually, I, I um, I guess if you're, if if people are thinking of virtual reality uh, virtual reality goggles as an extension of gaming, then it's not surprising. But if you're if you're thinking of virtual reality goggles as a social media type of thing that, which I think it can become in the future mm-hmm. or maybe that's the problem. And then I would think women would be more interested because they, they tend to also participate at higher levels in
0: in, in social media. So maybe, maybe that, um, yeah, that's the thing right now. Right. I mean, virtual reality is more geared towards gaming. I mean, I think, um, I think we hit on something about, you know, communication. Um, but, from what I see, there's, it's, it, they haven't really figured it out yet. There hasn't been any development on, you know, making Facebook. I mean, how do you make Facebook a virtual reality experience? Right. It, it, it it's hard to, to think of that, but I'm sure it's, it's going to happen, you know, what, I mean, what is the social media version? What is the, what does social media look like in a virtual reality setting? I mean, that's. Maybe that's what's the, the barrier there. Um, yeah. Because, but interestingly, though, you know, we do see that females are much more likely to play games on their mobile phone, mobile type games, right? Mm-hmm. But vir- virtual reality, that uh, and, you know, look at mobile gaming. That's something that you can do uh, multitasking, I guess. Right? Like, yeah. It, it's it. Whereas virtual reality, you're literally cut off from everything. Right. So, so there's a component of that, I think, too, at play. Uh, so moving on, slide slide 10. We looked at how much uh each of the cohorts would be willing to pay for a virtual reality product. So we asked how much would you be willing to pay for a virtual reality product like this? Um interestingly, non-Hispanic whites willing to pay the most at $97. Um, so even though they're the least likely to, you know, show interest in purchasing a virtual reality product, Um, I guess those that are interested are willing to pay the most for it. Hispanic and African-American actually on par in terms of the amount that they're willing to pay at $84. And then Asians, Asians who are the most likely to show interest in purchasing the product, um, they're willing to pay the least amount at $76. Yeah, this slide actually did surprise me because
1: before I I looked at the data, my assumption was that this would track with household income. Mm. And we know that Asians tend to have the highest household income in the U.S., also the highest education levels, highest household income, followed by non-Hispanic whites. So I, I, I thought the chart was going to show that Asians and whites would would, you know, be the top and then Hispanic and African-American that it would track with income.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, that's not the case. So, um, but, but it does track with other research though that, you know, Hispanics and African-Americans despite overall having, let's say, a lower household income on average, they are willing to invest in, you know, looking at travel for example, right? If you look at travel across all incomes, they are spending the most on travel uh, in terms of what the whole vacation costs. And I I tie that like it's an experience thing, right? So they're more willing to pay for an experience. And I kind of see that in a way as an extension of this. I don't know. Yeah,
1: and so but it it also has implications for the type of um, virtual reality sets that different groups might be interested in. So uh, looking at a chart like this, um, you, you might decide that non-Hispanic whites would probably be more <laughs> inclined to look at a uh, set that is a standalone virtual, virtual reality um, product, which tends to have a higher price point, whereas Asians perhaps may be interested more in one of uh, like I think the one like Samsung has released yeah. where where you basically are your phone. using your own phone and then thus the virtual reality add-on is is in, in incrementally a smaller investment than than buying a standalone virtual reality
0: set. Yeah, that's true. That that's a good point, right? I mean, in terms of manufacturers in this space this clearly shows there's a market for two different types, right? So the non-Hispanic white, more like the Oculus Rift, where mm-hmm. it's like you need a whole computer and a separate headset versus, you know, Asians who would be more open to the one that... The, the, Adapting the, a cell phone yeah, to... cell phone type of thing. To, ...to virtual reality, yeah. And moving on, slide 11. Um, this slide we're looking at, um, same question, uh, amount willing to pay but we're breaking it out here by, by gender. So again, males on the left, um, females on the right, and we, we see this um, play out similarly. Um, so the group that's willing to pay the most, non-Hispanic white males, uh, willing to pay uh, just a little over $100 at $104. Hispanic and African-Americans um, almost the same, Hispanics $96, Hispanic males at $96, African-American um, males at $98. And then Asians, I think this is an interesting story. Um, you know, they were, I think it was the previous slide, overall $76. And we see that's really driven by um, Asian females. You know, so Asian males willing to pay almost $90.89. Um, Versus Asian females, $65. And that's Asian females are the lowest in terms of the amount willing to pay for for a product like this. Um, African American females at $69. Hispanic females at $71. And then the highest, I mean, and this looks significant to me. I don't know if it's statistically significant, but non Hispanic white females uh, topping at, at $87.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the statistical significance is is not showing there because the you know you, you the, have base to cut sizes, the base right. sizes you have to cut them in half right in order to to look at the charts this way. But non Hispanic white females at eighty seven dollars willingness to pay is on par with say Asian men, which is at eighty nine dollars. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, so 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 their price point is is actually closer to uh, the price point men would would willing be willing to pay
0: but interestingly, if we go back to slide nine, which is uh purchase interest by gender non hispanic white females least likely to mm. want to purchase right and yet those that that I guess are interested because I think we're looking at just mm-hmm. people that aren't they're out of the female group they're willing to pay the most for it, so I guess what that tells you is that yeah overall. Non-Hispanic white females aren't necessarily interested, but those that are are really are willing to pay quite a bit for it. Yeah, and I think that
1: the, if you're distilling it down to to you know those that are uh, truly interested in in purchasing it, and that's why you're left with you know, higher willingness to pay.
0: And on slide 12 here, we looked at amount willing to pay um, by age group. And it looks like this is telling a similar story by gender. Again, non-Hispanic white males topping, or younger non-Hispanic white males, so 18 to 34, topping the amount willing to pay at 113. And older, oh, this isn't by gender, did I say um, yeah, this is age, 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 right? So younger non-Hispanic whites, eighteen to thirty-four, topping at one hundred and thirteen. And same with older; they're the they're older non-Hispanic whites uh, topping that cohort too.
1: Right. Th- this 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 slide I did find so unsurprising. So we all we know that income increases with age. So so we're we're breaking out eighteen to thirty-four year olds versus thirty-five to um, sixty-four year olds. So we know that 35 to 60-year-old, 35 to 64-year-olds earn more money than their younger cohorts, but the amount of money young people are willing to pay for this technology is significantly higher than than what older people are willing to pay for it. So even though they have less money, they're willing to give up more proportionally
0: than than older people. Um, Yes. Yeah, that's interesting, and, but I guess it's a, a shifting in what young people are purchasing now, right? Because looking at things like um, like the Millennial Project we did, and this isn't true for all cohorts, but like non Hispanic whites, right, less likely to want to purchase a car or a home, but maybe they're you know this is on track with that this idea that millennials are more interested in purchasing experiences, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I
0: would, and, and, and restaurants, which is also right. an experience. Restaurants as opposed to cooking at home. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like virtual reality plays into that. You know, not that they're buying virtual reality products instead of buying homes or things like that, but just investing in things that, I guess, non-traditional technology or things that we think of that we should be purchasing. Yeah, I think, I think
1: you're hitting on something with the experiential that, that, that young people want experiences and yeah. virtual reality promise is
0: promising experiences. Right. So we have um, several more slides here left, but unfortunately we're hitting up an, against our time. So I'm just going to briefly uh, give, give kind of a recap of what's on the rest of this presentation. So again, you can go to thinknowresearch.com um, We look at Virtual reality product usage, which gets really interesting. Also, we ask on uh, we ask the different cohorts what they find more interesting about virtual reality products, and then we have a detailed demographic breakdown. Um, so, you, again, you can download the full report at ThinkNowResearch.com. If you download it and you see a quest- question and you wish it was broken out a different way, you can definitely reach out through us through our website. Um, also you can email us at infothinknowresearch.com at if you have a specific question about our report. And thanks thanks for listening. Again, this is Think Now Research and uh, our Twitter is at ThinkNowResearchTweets. tweets.